Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butthurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. Wrestling's finest podcast luchador, the Star Spangler, proudly presents Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast. If this is your first time joining with us, feel free to drag out your headphones and listen along. You know, we've done this for a few episodes now, and it's going pretty well, I think. Some of you keep coming back for more, and that's great. And you never know what's going to happen week to week. And it gets to a point where, you know, I've reached that age where my brain goes, you probably shouldn't say that to, eh, what the hell, let's see what happens. And that kind of sums up the show. So thanks for joining us again this week. We're going to talk about a piece that I did back on 15 January of 2023. And this is a mixed media on canvas, size 16 by 20. And I had a lot of fun doing it. It's kind of whimsical and I had some influence from another artist named Mitch O'Connell, and I was scrolling through the Facebook, as I do, and I came across some of his work, and it's pretty cool stuff. It's really neat. It's very much in a style of vintage prints, primarily with a subject matter of pop culture, mostly sci-fi, horror, and pinup themed type stuff. He uses a lot of bright colors, and it's just it's a lot of fun. All different types of uh, subject matter kind of go into it, and he plays around with a variety of texts and fonts, and, and just it it really reminds me of a lot of just vintage, uh, old old school style like monster magazine type work. And I've had a lot of influence from monster magazines and the cover art that go with that, and I've done a lot of other pieces that that have resembled or have been inspired by uh, titles like Famous Monsters of, of Filmland, uh, Eerie, Creepy, Fangoria, things of that nature. And I've got plenty of stuff from the archives that we'll eventually get to and talk about. But today's piece uh, was kind of inspired by Mitch's work. And like I said, I just kind of stumbled across it. And I'm glad that I did because he definitely helped to contribute some of my creative process with this. Uh, during the time, I was listening to Weezer's uh, Seasons album that had just dropped. The winter album was out, and I was still rocking to that because it was probably, I would say it's out of the four, probably my second favorite. It's pretty solid. 
And even though I had nothing to do with the piece whatsoever, while I was making this, I had recorded, recorded, I had acquired and come across a Back to the Future documentary. And it was pretty cool because it, it talked about a, a number of things that I didn't really know about the franchise. It was primarily focused on the first film, but that very much ties into the sci-fi aspect. And even though, like I said, this piece itself demonstrates nothing to do with Back to the Future, uh, I absolutely love that franchise. The Time Machine, the DeLorean, the hoverboards, uh, going back in time specifically, because who doesn't want to go back in time? Um, I can tell you I do. Sign me up, you know what I'm saying? So let's talk about this piece. It was a lot of fun, and I think it's pretty whimsical. I think I've already said both of those already, but that's okay. Uh, I can't emphasize that enough. I did have fun doing it. And where do I begin? Well, uh, it's primarily sci-fi in nature combined with pinups. And there's one exclusive pinup on the main page. Page. Man, I need to get my stuff together. I can't use words very good. Um, it's a pinup. And she's very alien in nature. I'm going to assume. I should know better. I made it, right? Uh, she is of green complexion. She has arms and legs. Weird, right? But the fun part is that she also has four tentacles. And she is wearing a white bikini, has a very deep, dark auburn hair with big red lips and blue eyeshadow. And let's just say she's a curvy girl because, uh, what can I say? I like curvy girls. So, yeah. She's holding a blaster in her left hand, and she is the focal piece of the main emphasis. Behind her have some very bright colors of oranges and reds and yellows, but it really stands out so that she pops first and foremost. And then in the background behind her, as I've used in several pieces, and mentioned in a previous episode, uh, birds, the bird silhouettes that are just all over the place. And so you have this giant flock of seagulls that ran so far away. No, wait, that's something else. These are more uh, just black silhouettes filling the skyline. And the upper right-hand corner of the piece has a corner element spider web that is primarily blue with purples and silvers and blacks. So I had a lot of acrylic and Sharpie and paint pen usage on here so that I could really capture some details, but also provide a lot of uh, elements of depth and textures. And with the, the tentacles themselves, especially the arms uh, or the, the outer edges of the tentacles are green in complexion with the rest of her body. But the undersides of those have yellows and different shades of green as well, but have a variety of different sized um, suction cups, if you will. The, the, little, the little sticky grippies, whatever you call them. I don't know. I'm not a science guy. Um, in the upper left-hand corner, you have what are various shades of pinks and blues silver and black, and it's more of a lightning bolt style uh, 
very sharp and random edge. So that kind of describes the upper half and middle section of the piece. Down at the bottom, I have the word eerie written, and it's written in such a way that it resembles that of the font used for the classic monster magazine, Eerie. And it, it's a double layer, so I have a kind of a bluish teal color in the front, and it's shadowed by a yellow backdrop. Above those, it has two skulls. One is on the, the far uh, right-hand side of the page. The other one is opposite um, and just above the R on the word eerie. These skulls are very basic in terms of shape and thick line work. I use a lot of thick, dark black Sharpie lines in this. And I think that's also, not only is it reminiscent of a lot of the, the work that I've done, I always like to, to utilize like a really thick, heavy black line. Um, there's just something about that that to me speaks very much from a graphic nature and has, uh, I should say graphic art in nature, not so much graphic, um, but graphic design more likely. And so that's, that comes through on these skulls and you can see that one has a, a number of lines that are vertical in nature, kind of slanted and uh, represent some shading in, in both black, blue, and silver tones with a red eye and nose uh, from the sockets there. The other skull has some more random line work that also demonstrates shading, but in a different way. And it has one red eye, but then the mouth, nose, and the other eye are black. And so behind them, there are what look like two books or magazines that have texts, text on them. And the one that's on the, the far right side of the piece says, a must see. And it's just kind of utilizing that same style of having various fonts and texts on there to somewhat resemble a magazine cover, although this piece does not. It's just, it's more of like what would be considered like a poster print. The other side has a book as well, and it says curves for days on it. And uh, kind of fun. The bottom left corner has kind of a, a fluffy uh, rounded edge where there's like a, a section that's filled with mostly white but has some blue shading, some very light blue shading, some line work and design, some textures and lots of different dots and highlights. And in that are the words nerdy, dirty, and curvy. And so it kind of captures the, the feeling of the fact that this is indeed science fiction, uh, very much draws attention to, to the, the joy of curves, if you will. And it, uh, it's very colorful, lots of balance when it comes to uh, both you know, left and right side of the piece, but also just across the, the cohesive unit that you've got everything from blues and pinks to orange, yellows, greens, reds, whites, uh, teals. Like it's just a, it's a, a smorgasbord of different colors. And that was not as easy to say as I thought it would be. And I really enjoyed doing it. Within the, the background piece, there's a lot of detail that's very subtle and you pick up on it kind of the, the more you look at it. There are lots of dots and lines and shading. 
And as we've discovered in other pieces that I've done, I like to use uh, the dot technique as much as I can because it just, for me, it's, it's something that just adds some more to it. There's just more detail and it's very, it's just very simple. It's very subtle. It's just there. It adds um, some, some depth. It adds some variety and I use it in everything. I use it all over the place and I, I like it. So I'm going to just keep with it. So that's what we do. But um, yeah, this was a fun piece. I enjoyed it and it's, uh, you know, over to you for what you think, but you know what? Um, yeah, I like it. I'm going to start a new segment on the show today and it's called Random Thoughts. And so I've decided that it may not have anything to do with whatever it is that we're talking about. But if I have a random thought and I want to share it with you, I'm just going to put it down. I'm going to record it and then I'll put it in wherever it fits, even if it doesn't. So I want to share something that was shared with me because I shared one of my pieces with someone. And she told me that this reminded her of it. And so I'm going to read you a passage from author Jeff Foster, and it's pretty strong. It goes a little something like this. Ultimately, others cannot save us. Each of us are called to confront our aloneness, dive into the heart of our trauma, and find solace and sanctuary there. Others can hold our trembling hands, but they cannot travel for us. There is no external savior. And the lie of love is that another human being, parent, partner, guru, or God, can complete you. No. Your completeness is in your brokenness. We cannot save each other, but we can weep together, walk together, share our terror, our horror, our shame, our hope, and our awe. That just struck me, and it, and it sits with me. And it makes sense. So I wanted to share it with you. As I've discussed on the show before, I love thrift shops. I go to thrift shops all the time, multiple locations. You never know what you're going to find. The stuff and things that people donate because it's just like, why would anyone own this type of thing uh, is in abundance. And sometimes you just find a gem. That blue-eyed gem just kind of finds a way into your hearts and homes and speaks to you from the shelves of your local Goodwill and or Salvation Army. So I was uh, walking about one day, and I think it was actually 17 February, according to my phone and the date timestamp of the before picture, and I found this ceramic Cabbage Patch Kid uh, little statue. And it's roughly maybe eight inches high. And it has its arms out. It's a, it's a little girl with curly hair and a dress and a bonnet and just very wholesome. Well, I figured I could fix that. And I did. So I picked it up and I turned it into a garbage pail kid because garbage pail kids are awesome. And a very much a staple of the 80s, garbage pail kids also found their ways into hearts and homes of kids all over the world. And to this day, you can still find that classic nasty artwork that resembles a Cabbage Patch Kid, but in the nastiest form possible. 
So what I did with this young lady was I used inspiration from a classic character called Leaky Lindsay. And although I didn't stick with her name because she's not exactly the same, I named this one Susie Snots. And Susie's kind of a, uh, hmm, I would say maybe a, a girl with, I don't know, sinus issues, allergies perhaps. I'm not sure, but I think her name says it all. So if I were to describe her to you, uh, I repainted the dress, repainted her hair and her bonnet, as well as the platform that she's standing on, and sculpted some components to kind of help communicate my vision here. So I was able to take the actual Garbage Pail Kids logo, and I affixed it to the top of her bonnet once I painted it. And then I decided I was going to start sculpting after that. And so what I did was I sculpted in her each of her hands some tissues. And then on the floor around her are a few more piles of tissues. But they weren't quite enough to satisfy what was actually happening here because once you look at the image, you will find that there is just snot everywhere. And it's the, the fun kind. Is there such a thing? But there's snot everywhere. It's coming out of her face. It's dripping out of her nose. It's all down the front of her dress. It ex extends from her nose across her chest and into both arms, up and down her hands, dripping off of her head. It's on her shoes. It's everywhere. It's a mess. It's it's a uh, in a pile on the floor with different shades of greens and yellows. And it's fun for the whole family. Um, check it out. You'll find it on the Instagram and on the Facebook. And, you know, hopefully, you know, someday you could have something like this in your home too. Just keep looking. I know it's out there. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1 or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.